0: it off with a little bit of something like that. You know, it's always good to give it to Big Boy Upstairs, wherever you are, wherever you may be. You know, without that, maybe we might not be here today to do what it is, what we do. And welcome, welcome to Camera Player Play. This is your host, Lamont K. Diddy Patterson, all along with my esteemed colleague, Dr. Matthew Anderson, the one and only. Hey, man. How you do- How, How you, you doing? doing?
1: <laughs> I'm doing good.
0: It's hot. It's very hot over
1: here in Florida, man. It's very hot,
0: man. I might want to tell people that you were in Cancun or Brazil somewhere. You know, matter of fact, now the FBI hot. know it's where. To, now right the FBI here. know where to come get you.
1: <laughs> that's right.
0: <laughs> they do,
1: but Florida's a big
0: state, man. It's very big. That's, that's all right. I'm just Me in the it's hot funny. part of it. Look, me and Sonny are all ready to talk. We got you already hooked up.
1: Oh no! Okay.
0: Well, well, what we got going on today, Matthew? Who we got? I know, I know, I'm a, I know. We're gonna make some money today. At least find out how to get some money. We're back. Even, uh, even try to find out how to keep the little couple dollars that we do have, or maybe trying to get. Yeah, well, that's right.
1: Let's see if I'm Amo, all. I'm always on the line. Are you there, buddy? Yeah hi. Hey. Welcome. How's it going? Good. I'm gonna introduce Uh, you and then we got about nine hundred questions to ask you. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Okay. Almost started training during his early college years but without much luck. And after a year or so he discovered a pattern that allowed him to go from zero to over ten thousand per week in profits. Sounds good to me. To date, Anmol has accrued over seven figures of profits for himself and his investors in trading wins and continues to remain a stock and forex trader. He is also an avid real estate investor with a large portfolio and has funded two of training algo system and quick SM. Today John mo spends most of his day managing funds and working with students of Live Traders, which he co founded in twenty fourteen. Welcome. I'm glad to have you today and we're excited to talk about money. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me. Some,
0: somebody okay, have uh, a bad somebody what? have a bad somebody have a bad connection, Matthew. I don't know where it is, but I'm mean, hearing a lot of air in there.
2: Oh, uh, I don't think it's me I'm always um, Hold on um, Is my sound coming through okay? That's better
1: Oop. I think that was better
3: Okay
0: Yeah Is that better, Lamont? Yeah, I'm hearing him a little better He was just kind of fading out there for a moment
1: Okay, we don't want fading Because we got some important questions to ask this guy So, Amo, you've been in the business how, how long have you been actually trading?
2: I've been trading for about 6 years. 6 years. That's And
1: right. it, it says when you started
2: oh, in college, you'd
1: have you did so well.
2: Mhm. Yeah, what, that's right. I started what, um first year of college. What what, what, what happened made, after all, that? what made
0: you what made you even decided you want to get into trading? What made you to even decide that?
2: Right. Um, So basically I was, you know, sitting in my dorm room with my friends and it was about the time where you start, you know, finding your career path. You know, you start applying for jobs and stuff like that. So I had applied for many positions. However, I never really, you know, got accepted into any positions. And at that point I made like a decision to myself that I'm going to apply to these 20 companies. If I get into them, awesome, perfect. If not, then I'm going to go on. And do something of my own. And uh, that's what happened. I applied to those 20 companies, <laughs> didn't get in anywhere. And um, <laughs> that was the time I thought, you know what, I'm going to, I've always been interested in the financial markets and uh, it's now the time to, you know, really research and, you know, figure out how this whole market works. So you, you how were you when you first did that? I, I was 18.
1: Oh my goodness. That's kind yeah. of amazing.
2: <laughs> that That, that is, it? and it's a good thing that I started early It is? That, definitely, because it, it puts less less pressure on me, right? I'm single, I don't have to take care of our family I don't have to do any of those things So when you're oh, starting yeah. out, even though when you're kind of struggling You know, you don't have much pressure, right? So it's always better to start early But uh, in right. the end, I mean, the best time to start was yesterday And the second best time is today so, Animal,
0: let me ask you a question. You know, like in a lot of a lot of jobs, you know, at least even on the streets, people tell you, you know, it takes money to make money. How do How do mm-hmm. you start in trading? Is there is there a certain amount of money? I mean, cause it seems like you would have to have something to start with. Or, I mean, or is there something a small amount? I mean, how would somebody that has an interest actually mm-hmm. get? started? I mean, do you have to have your own uh, uh, capital that you're starting out with or you borrow funds from somebody or how do you actually start?
2: Right. So it all depends on you know the person. So some people start with maybe some money that they've saved up from their earlier job or maybe some money that they already have saved up. That's one way you can start. But personally, when I started, I didn't have much money. So what I was doing was Um, You know, there were all these courses online that, you know, I got into a trading firm where they said, hey, if you take our course, you pass this exam, you know, we're going to give you a little bit of money to trade in exchange for percentage of the profits that you make. And that was a really good learning experience. And, um, you know, they have certain levels where if you progress through the levels, you meet your profit targets, they keep giving you more money uh, to trade. And that's actually something that we do right now with my company is that. When we teach other traders, and if they don't have funds, we actually give them our capital to trade. And, and the only thing we ask for in exchange is we take 20% off, uh, you know, whatever they make in exchange for giving them the capital.
0: Okay. That's, that's, powerful. Give that. that's powerful information right there because a lot of people may have the knack, the natural ability, you know, to trade and do stuff like that. But unfortunately, a lot of people don't really have the capital or, right. you know, to even get going So I mean that's good for our listeners To know that there yeah, is and, a way
2: Right and, all, and also I mean it, it really comes down to drive I mean money if you really wanted to do something You know you, you'll you find the money Because there are some people That you know don't want to give away 20% of profit so they don't want our money But then they also don't have their money So like one of my students What he does is he's on the west coast Right so the west coast The market opens early right 6-7am or something So he trades the morning first one hour or so of the market open, and then he goes do his other job, right? So now he's supporting himself while he's learning and building up capital and also have some students who are trading in the morning and, uh, you know, they haven't maybe achieved that level of consistency. So they go drive Uber at night, right? So it's all about the drive. Like what do you want to, you know, sacrifice or give up? Are you willing to put in the work?
0: That's good. Good stuff.
1: When, when, uh, why would you say people fail when they start to?
3: Change?
2: Right. Um, you know, I guess most people fail because they come with unrealistic expectations, right? They maybe watch the Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> maybe they watch some movie. They come in and they're like, yeah, I'm going to become like a multimillionaire in the first you know two months. And that sort of unrealistic expectation is what causes a lot of people to lose. Right. And I'll be honest, like, first couple of months you're probably going to lose money right you're probably not going to make enough because it takes time you know you got to learn it's just like a sport you got to learn you got to learn the strategies you got to make sure your mindset's right because uh not every trade is going to be a winner some of them are going to be losers and most people who are struggling the main reason why they struggle is because they can't handle when they lose when they lose maybe they you know go on tilt they start taking more risk or maybe they just Mm -hmm. never get out of the loser and they just keep letting the loser lose more. So, you know, it's it all about the mindset.
0: And, and through your company, you have a program that could, could see the people that have the mindset versus the one that loses uh, constantly?
2: Correct. Because once they, before we give them our capital, you know, we first, you know, educate them, we teach them. They have to go through like a 16 hour long program and like 500 pages of manual, they gotta go through that. And after that is when they come in. So by the time they come out of the program, they're already prepared for success. But um, some people who we still think might not be ready or maybe they don't have the confidence, we put them on a simulator account, on a demo account. So that account will mimic exactly what a real money account would do. It's just that the money would not be real, right? So we can evaluate and look at that trading activity and, uh, you know, see how they're handling when they're losing trades, how they're handling their winning trades. And uh, upon that, we can make, a, I guess, you know, a decision. So a lot of we traders, we look at their activity, so we give them a call, we say, hey, you know, Matt, you're not handling your losers well,
0: you're holding your losers too long,
2: right? Or you're not handling your winners long enough. So that sort of stuff we kind of look at.
0: Okay, and I think this is a good time to mention the name of your company, too. It's uh, Live Traders, correct? Yes, that's
2: correct, livetraders.com. A lot of the information, everything is on there.
0: Okay, good. Go ahead, Matthew. I know you had a question.
1: I'm curious um, about the uh, change in Europe and how it might be affecting your business. Brexit shift in, in Great Britain? Um, is it having its effect on what you guys are doing or, or not?
2: It's actually having a really good effect because um, as traders, like we thrive on volatility, right? We want more movement in the markets. We want the markets to go up. We want the markets to go down. Basically we want a lot of movement. So that's how we capitalize on those gains. Mm-hmm. Cause a lot of the trading we do is more shorter term oriented. So you mm-hmm. know, we might get in today. We might get out tomorrow or we might get in today, get out 10 minutes later. So we do a lot of short-term trading. And when stocks and the markets move in you know, rapidly in up or down, it gives us a lot of opportunity to capitalize because, uh, I mean, it sounds weird, but in the market we go both ways, right? We will, go, we will bet against it. We will also bet for it, right? So if, it's, if you think market's going to go down, we'll take a, something known as a short position where you're betting on the market to go down. And when the market mm-hmm. goes down you basically make a lot of money
1: so do you what about Puerto Rico what are you guys uh, involved at all in that market
2: um well right now what we do is we mainly trade the us markets and the foreign uh-huh. exchange markets so we'll trade the us stocks us markets um, and we'll trade the currencies you know the euro the pound the the uh, the dollar and we're mainly trading that but our students are coming from all over because it's an online-based company. You know, trading is also done online. Like We give them the platform. It's connected directly to the exchanges. So everything happens online, and we have students from you know, we have Spain. We've got students from South America. We've got students uh, you know, all over.
1: Do you trade in futures?
2: No, I personally do not. Um, we have our, some of the students that do, but I personally don't trade futures. Um, I do trade the market. So a lot of people who trade futures are mainly trading, you know, gold, silver, oil, or you know the markets, uh, you know, the indices like Nasdaq and the S&P. So what we do is uh, there's also a certain thing called ETFs, which is basically exactly like the futures. It's just that you're trading stock instead, and they move the way okay. same way the market does. So we mainly focus on that.
1: I have some clients. Uh, I'm not in the financial business, but I have clients who who are, and some of them have been really upset about what's going on in Puerto Rico and and worried about it, you know, going bankrupt down there. And
2: right, do you, do you get in bonds. Uh no, I I don't really trade bonds. Um, okay. Because yeah, what we've done is like, I mean, I I could definitely trade bonds because uh, once you sort of know how to, you know, the technicals of the markets. You can pretty much trade anything. But, um, you know, okay. what I specialize in, I've kept my edge really small to a certain thing, which is, you know, stocks and currencies, so that every day I come in, it's like I do the same thing over and over, and, it's you know, I'm better prepared for that.
1: Well, let's say that um, um, Lamont and I wanted to get into the business. Where, what would, where would we start? Would we sign up for your school?
2: I mean, you know, the best way is to, number one, do all the free stuff, right? So go to the website, read the free ebook, um, read the blog post, watch all the free YouTube videos because before you come in, you should really decide if, if, if this is for me or if this is not for me, right? So before anybody signs up to the program, we always say, hey, you know, let's get on a 10-minute call. Let's first even see if this is right for you because maybe at your circumstance, or maybe because of your time commitment, perhaps this is not the right thing for you. So, you know, the okay. one of the reasons why we succeed um, in the business is because we don't just accept anybody's money. You know, we'll first be evaluated if This is for you. That's why we have a really high success rate because we turn down clients that we feel that, you know, might not have the time commitment required to to do the work. Yeah. Cause it, it does involve work. I mean, um, got to have the time to be able to, if you're looking to day trade stocks, which is trade every day in and out, then you have to have, you know, at least I would say 8.30 a.m. Eastern to at least 11.30 Eastern of free time. You know, if you have other stuff going on at that time, then you probably cannot day trade. Then for you, you might want to look at longer term trading where you're, I guess, buying stocks today, selling them three days after, right? Or buying stocks today, selling it, you know, week after. So... Are you saying that most of the action in day trading
1: happens the first three hours of the day?
2: I would say, I would go as far to say first hour. I mean, I personally only do the first hour. If you come in like 8.30 to, let's say, 9.30 a.m. Eastern, I'm just, you know, Mm -hmm. selecting a list of stocks that I'm going to focus on. So it might be five stocks that I'm going to look at actively in the morning. When the market opens, usually I'm trading, you know, in the first 15 minutes. And my goal is to be, I guess done with my day trading by 11 a m Eastern
1: well do you what do you do after that research?
2: Uh, after that I, I look at a longer term portfolio, so the day trading portion, which is which I call trading for income, where you're trying to make you know five hundred bucks here, thousand bucks there, like small profits during the day in the first hour, and then rest of the day, I'm looking at my longer term positions, stuff that I might right. intend to hold for let's say three months, six months, maybe a year, maybe even just two days. Okay. You know, so during the day I'm doing that, and I also do currencies, uh, you know, currency trading later in the day.
1: So are you 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 must be excited about what's happening with the pound these days.
2: Oh yeah, I mean it's it's been great. I mean the euro and the pound have been uh, you know fantastic trades for us. We had a really really amazing trade uh, last week. You know we basically bought the euro, and you know sold the pound, basically expecting euro to. Gain strength against a pound, and it uh, popped up really good. We had a really good overnight trade on that. So, I mean, these type of movements are, like, what I look for I thrive for. So, I really, you know, I don't want to say that I'm betting against everything, but it, I like to see these movements because they create a lot of opportunity for us traders to generate, mm-hmm. you know, the, the income.
1: So, when you think about what you're doing in your business, do you have – Uh, role models, mentors, heroes that uh, who, you know, like the the top people in your business that you look up to or you try to be like?
2: Um, I personally don't really have, like, someone like mentors or someone that I look up to. However, I do have had, like, many mentors along the way because uh, for trading is one of those businesses that, you know, you're not going to learn it in school or in college. That's something that you really need someone who's been doing it to show you how it's done. So and along the way, mm-hmm. I've had many mentors, and even at Live Traders, you know, my partner, uh, Jared Wesley, he's my partner with the company, and he's actually one of the guys who taught me when I was starting out. So okay. and there was a natural progression of you know, getting together and then starting the company.
3: What
1: kind of long-term goals do you have?
2: Um, long-term goal is to basically like, beat the market because, uh, as we all know, that, you know 80 percent of the mutual funds and hedge funds they all lose against the market i mean you would make more money just buying the market and holding it than giving it to a mutual fund because the
3: uh, wow. market
2: at an average will make anywhere from six to eight percent in a year mutual funds probably make the same five to seven percent so they're lacking behind the market but then they'll also charge you fees on top so you basically end up getting nothing so what i look to wow. do is my style is like a little bit more aggressive uh, and uh, what I like to do is I look for anywhere from 10 to, let's say, 40% in a year. But you have to keep in mind that's also because I, am, I don't have billions of dollars, right? I'm trading in, in the seven figures, so for me, it's easier to get that high return than, you know, if I had a billion dollars, I probably would not be able to get the return that I get. But uh, for 2014, as an example, you know, I made a 45%, and 2015, as an example, I made 25%. And this year, I'm already up uh, you know, 35%, and the market since November till date is actually pretty much, you know, break-even.
3: Wow.
1: Why Why is it um, easier to make more money with smaller amounts
2: of investment? Right. Because once you have a lot of money, you know, you can't just put it all in, you know, a couple of, of trades, Right because um, once once you have a lot of money, let's uh, say once you cross $100 million, then the returns really, really slow down and they start coming down because for me right now, let's say if I have you know, $3 know $7 million, I can buy like six, seven of my favorite stocks and trades and I can just kind of you know, make my gain that way. But if I have more money, then putting all of the money in like a couple of stocks is really risky, right? Then you're probably going to start to put your stocks in like your money in, like, different stocks, 10, 15 stocks, and that lowers the return.
0: It lowers return because of the risk factor. Is that correct? Exactly. Is that what I'm hearing?
2: Exactly, exactly, because for me, I can put in four or five stocks. You know, I'm I'm pretty comfortable with it, but I can tell you now, you know, instead of, let's say, $7 million, if I had $700 million, I would definitely not be putting it all in four stocks, right? Right. I'd probably put in a bunch of different stocks. And also, correct. when you put in money in a stock, you can – like, tend to move the stock with that amount of capital.
1: Right. So you can change the price of it
2: by buying a whole bunch at once. Yeah, if you buy a whole bunch at once, then you, you're basically, you know, pushing the price up, and then when you have to get out, when you want to sell, you have to keep in mind there's no magical pool of stocks that, you know, you can buy and sell from. When you want to sell, right, there have to be people who want to buy it, right? Right. When you put a lot of money in one trade, it's hard to even get out. Like, um, But for, for us, I mean, for retail traders, um, I still call myself, I, I guess, a retail trader. I wouldn't call myself an institutional trader. Uh, for us, retail traders, it really doesn't matter, right? I mean, for if someone has $10,000, $100,000, even a million dollars, I mean, our, our money is really not going to affect the market even one bit. So uh, we don't have to worry about that. That would be, I guess, at a later stage.
0: <laughs> So basically, boy, you got to be a gunfighter because this is not uh, a business for the faint or the weaker of heart.
2: Um, exactly, and uh, it could be for, I guess, I wouldn't say for the weak of heart. It's definitely not, but all those things are coachable because when I started, I mean, I definitely didn't have a strong heart. That's why the whole first year when I started trading, I didn't make a single penny, right, the whole first year because I was always scared. Right. Even when I had a winner I'm like, Oh I'm at fifty bucks, I'm just gonna take that winner. So I was taking these little little games and that doesn't really get you anywhere. So know, yeah, but it it can be taught. Like for the whole first year I was scared and you know, slowly started strengthening my ability and uh that is that is something that I guess comes with time.
0: Right. As do everything else in life, it comes with time.
2: Exactly, right? You you get on a bike, you try and ride the bicycle for the first time, you're gonna be scared you're gonna fall. But then eventually, you know, it, it looks so easy. Mm-hmm.
0: Well Matthew, sound like even we can do this.
1: Yeah, can you lend me some money? I wanna invest with Admiral.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I have no problem, brother, just as soon as I get it from Admiral, I'll see what I could do for you. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I mean,
0: you,
2: you guys definitely could. Maybe not day trading, but you could definitely start, you know, like investing your own capital and just look for You don't even have to look for the high returns that I do. But, you know, if, if you can make freaking, you know, 20% on your capital, you know, just taking a couple trades, you know, a month, you know, that's just uh, you're basically investing.
1: You're talking about 20% a
2: month or, or a year? No, I'm talking about yearly. I mean, I'm talking about yearly. because. Okay. All right, yeah, so twenty percent a month. would mean, you know, I would, I would probably be in the Forbes list by now. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. So, how much would you say?
1: I, I know this is a hard. This is going to be a hard question to answer, but I'm interested. How much do you think intuition uh, is
2: part of your decision to buy or sell? Ten uh, percent. So ten yeah. percent, probably okay. because. Initially it's less to, for all the new traders that come in through the program I just tell them you know simple thing you have no intuition you have no gut feel don't listen to yourself because you're just starting so there's no way you have intuition there's no way you have a gut feel ignore your intuition completely just follow this techniques just follow the strategy just do exactly what is described in the course and forget about what you're thinking because you're not experienced enough to have gut feel but as Okay. time progresses, you know, when it's been let's say six months you've been trading, you're gonna slowly start to develop a feel for the patterns. So you might see the same pattern on two different stocks, but then that gut feel allow you to, allows you to pick one of them, you know?
0: Okay. Yeah, it's after you get the experience and after you get the knowledge, which people should understand, which should be common sense. That's the reason that they got with you in the first place, because they know that you know what you're doing. So why would they think they would have an intuition or a gut about something if they have no knowledge or expertise?
2: Exactly, exactly.
1: Well, do you find that most of the people that come to you to join Live Traders are under 30?
2: I'm sorry, could you repeat that?
1: What age are they? What age are the people that come to to you to, to be part of Live Traders?
2: Right. So when we started, uh, most of the people were, I would say, 30 to 60 years old, most people that mm-hmm. came in. Um, but nowadays, we're seeing more people who are under 25 come in. I think it's just because as social media picks up, more people find out about things and you know, more people are looking to sort of become entrepreneurs or do something on their own. But now mm-hmm. we're seeing more influx of under 25. But uh, when we started, it was mainly 30 to 60 Because at that point, people already maybe have, you know, maybe made some nice money in their profession. They're looking to quit their job. Or maybe, you know, someone already ran a successful business. He just sold his business, and now he's looking to do something else from home. Or somebody just retired. So we have a lot of retired people as well who are just looking to maybe make a couple thousand bucks a week, just, you know, taking a couple trades.
0: That
2: sounds
1: interesting, doesn't it, Lamont?
0: Yeah. I'd probably have to work on uh um my ability to accept a loss because I'm an excellent winner. I, right. I, I, I just
3: I just haven't
0: perfected my ability <laughs> to accept a loss very well, you know. But <laughs> yeah, I heard that. wise man I heard this wise man tell me that that's kind of normal because winners win and losers lose, and I've never been a loser, so I guess that's kind of uh, normal. But what do you guys think?
2: I think you definitely have to accept losses in trading because they are going to happen. They happen for me every, every month. It's part of the game. So for me, it's all about statistics, right? If I take 10, I'm probably going to lose four. Sometimes I'm probably even going to lose five, right? And I'm going to win five. But the key is let's say all my winners are two thousand dollars, three thousand dollars, four thousand dollars, but my losers are never more than a thousand bucks, so statistically it's just you know it's impossible not to make money right even if you win fifty percent I mean you could throw darts on like a you know, Wall Street Journal, and whatever stock comes in you can buy or sell, but if every loss you're cutting it at let's say a hundred bucks or a thousand bucks, whatever your limit is, but every winner is two times your Loser. I mean, you could lose six trades in a row, but if you just win four, you know, out of ten, you're still gonna make money.
0: Mhm. So it's all about so, so, statistics. So it's the statistics, the 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 win versus the losses. Yep.
2: Exactly. I mean, I I I I still like. I think June was a tough month for me. I lost 55% of the trades that I took, so I only won 45% of the trades, but I still ended up. Positive, because my winners were all two times my losing trades.
0: Wow. So at the at, at beginning of the month, do you do you have a certain amount of trades uh, that you know that you're going to engage in, or do you just accept them as they look, you know, feasible at the time?
2: Right. So yeah, that that stuff uh, really depends on day to day, because every morning is when we prepare the list for that specific day. So some days. You know, I might take three trades, some days I might take five, some day I might not take any trades at all. So, um, you know, it really comes down to the opportunity that particular day. And that's only talking about day trading. And long-term trading is different. Like that is something that you might hold stocks for a long period of time. You know, like two months ago, I did like a live stream. We had like 300 people on the live stream. And I told everybody that, you know, here's my account I'm buying Amazon stock right in front of you And that's it And the stock was at $560 you know, I brought it in front of everybody Showed them my account, everything like that And now the stock's at $750 Whoa So that is long-term trading And I'm still holding that Holding it since three months so, But I'm probably going to look to get out now
0: So yeah, what,
2: has big,
0: what, is, what has been your biggest What has been Your biggest losses?
2: My biggest losses, so for day trading, 1000 bucks is the most I will ever lose. And I, I have like a – I program it already. So I program in the software that if I lose $1,000, bucks, i am out. Like I'm automatically exiting the trade, right? So that way, it's really disciplined. As soon as I hit my 1000 boom, my positions are automatically exited. So I never lose more than 1000 So that's the key. I right? imagine all my losing trades, I cut them at 1,000, and that's the worst that will ever happen to me. But winning trades, I let them ride, right? So winning trades, I let them ride, and winning trades in a day might be two, three thousand uh, dollars. That's, again, day trading. Swing trading is much different. Swing trading, I can allow myself to lose, let's say, 2,000, 3,000 dollars, sometimes, maybe more. And then the winning trades I'm looking to make, you know 10, 15, 20, or higher. And uh, that sort of discipline is really important to decide the worst case where we trade and just, you know, be strong enough to just say, all right, I lost a thousand bucks. I'm going to get out, you know, move on to the next trade.
0: So
1: you have it electronically programmed with the day trading so that if it drops down to a thousand, it just automatically cuts it out for you?
2: Yeah. So we have the program and we also do that for our students. So for our students, it might be let's say hundred dollar loss, right? So for me, it's a mm-hmm. thousand. But students, we might say, all right, you know, you lose fifty dollars in this trade, just you know, automatically exit it. That's, that's done, and then that's what we do. So the, we progress traders to different levels. So in our program, there are ten levels. So in the first level, you're only allowed to lose fifty dollars in a trade. Once you lose, you okay. you're out. You're out, and and we, we give them profit target. Your profit targets make hundred bucks, right? So they make hundred bucks. They do that two weeks in a row, they move on to the next level. So the next level, they're allowed to lose $100 in a trade, but now they have to make 200 you know? Mm-hmm. So we keep pushing them through levels, and that constantly builds like a systematic routine so that the, every time they are mentally prepared to exit and do all those things, and we progress them through levels where you, you, know, you can eventually start risking 1000 bucks on every trade. Well, so it just goes step by step then, huh? Yep, that's perfect, because if you jump a trader from $50 to $1,000, he's not going to be able to handle, you know, the difference. But if you progress right. them to 50 100 150 200 slowly, slowly they get to 1000 and they never even realize, you know, that now they're at this level.
0: Right. I can understand. That makes sense because it builds their confidence as, as they exactly. grow, as they go.
2: Exactly, and they're constantly proving themselves so that it's not enough It's not a risk for us, too, because we're giving them our capital to trade, right? So it's also safety for us uh, that, you know, they cut off at a loss limit so we know exactly, you know, what can happen. And plus it builds really good traders, you know, that make money. And for us, it's a vested interest. Like, we have to make sure, you know, most of the traders make money because it is our capital that we're giving them. And plus it's a vested interest for us because if we build, let's say I build 10 off me, Right, ten of me who are making money like me, and I'm taking twenty percent of their profits. I mean, it's just, it's a great deal for me, you know, and also for the yeah. trader because now he's successful. Well, yeah. you said that you also do uh, real estate investing. That's correct. Real estate. Uh, it's mainly rental properties, and I uh, do a lot of commercial,
1: commercial
2: yeah just commercial real estate, so I have commercial you know, real estate oh, I see right right so it might be like a you know office building in you know, a in building you can have like you know twenty offices and you you know buy the building and then you should rent it out to different uh, companies and so that's one building that we have in india uh in India it's a pretty big building a five story building it has a uh, space for about you know ten twenty offices and you know we rent that out.
3: And so
0: all did that
2: you
1: go was, up there? That was... Sorry? I'm sorry. Lamont, go ahead.
0: No, I was just finna ask him, uh, your real estate enterprise, that was all fruit from your uh, trading? That's
2: correct. Most of it was from trading because uh, and that's something that we also kind of teach our students is to, like, you know, once you start making money trading, don't just, you know – you know, rely on trading because to trade, you don't need a lot of money, right? You're basically trading from our capital. So whatever you make, there's two options. You can keep that in the bank, you can spend it, or you can take that money as well and start plugging it into different places, you know? And so we sort of teach them how to create a systematic way for, I guess, uh, you know, their life in a way. Because you can keep the money in your bank, you're going to make you know, half a percent in a whole year. Either that, or you can buy a rental property, put 20% down, and let's say the rental property mortgage cost you you want to have, you have to pay fifteen hundred bucks a month. Alright, so now you're paying fifteen hundred bucks a month for that property, you're renting it out let's say nineteen hundred. So now that person, that tenant is playing paying your mortgage and you're getting three hundred bucks on top. You know? Sounds good. So, so that's so, the stuff kinda of we teach them how to, you know, diversify basically. So I was, I was, uh, I, I uh,
1: interrupted Lamont. I wanted to ask you a question. Did you grow up in India?
2: Yes, I did. I grew up in India and uh, I you moved. New- Sorry? Uh, go ahead. Yeah, so I, I was born and raised in India all throughout. And then I moved to uh, London in about, you know, 2010. And then that's when I started trading in London. And then uh, from there, I moved to uh, New York just, you know, this year in March. Oh, wow yeah Why do you like it i I like it so far you know I'm, I definitely like it. It's i guess a much broader market and plus you know since I was trading the u s markets you know from i guess London and from India, yeah. it just made more sense to move here because the timings are way better i start I wake up you know eight eight thirty I'm done trading by eleven, then I can do other stuff like you know real estate or do a lot of other things. So it opens up a lot of time for me. Whereas when I was trading the U.S. market from London, the timing was, you know, noon from 6 p.m. So then my day was kind of, you know, going, oh, you know, yeah. just trading. Mm-hmm. So now the timing's done way better and just give me opportunities to do a lot of different things.
0: I bet you, how is the weather? Do you like the weather there better than you do in London?
2: A hundred percent. London was just like <laughs> rain.
0: <laughs> rain. All the time. Then, yeah, all hey, the time. I- I think if I was in London, I probably would have learned how to do some trading, too, because it's raining all the time, (laughs) so I'd be inside.
2: Exactly. You go out, it's raining, or either it's just, like, dark and gloomy, and you just don't feel like doing anything else. Here, you know, you walk in, it's sunny, nice, beautiful weather today. Yeah.
0: Well, that's all right. So
1: I, I asked you, I asked you a question earlier, and I don't think I phrased it properly. I'm, a, I'm interested in y- your long-term goals. Say thirty years from now, what you've got one of those? Like, where do you want to be at that point? Right.
2: So thirty years from now, I haven't really thought about. But I would say five years from now, you know, I want to be on the cover of Forbes, right? And that's something that I'm working towards. And then uh, the other goal that I have is to get, I guess, a bigger on real estate, because as you get money from trading, you know, you can, as I said, you can either keep it on the bank or you can do other stuff. So I'm starting to invest into other businesses, you know, start a lot of other projects, fund a lot of other projects and basically have the money now work for me rather than me working for money. And the goal is to get, you know, I guess, bigger into real estate. And uh, I'm also looking at different franchises that I have bought and then, you know, just put in place, let's say, managers who can run those franchises.
0: So outside of your trading business and your real estate enterprises, you build in entrepreneurs, as you go along, which is actually um, helping uh, further establish your foundation, is from what I'm hearing.
2: That, that's correct, because I do like to interact with people, right? So – like, I do a lot of, um, I'm really active on a lot of the social media channels because, you know, I learned everything that I know about everything, everything I know about trading, everything I know about, I guess, real estate and all, the, all these things. I learned everything from the comfort of my home in a computer. So now I feel like, you know, I got to do the same so that, you know, for me, let's say the whole first year I didn't make any money trading. Now it makes sense for me to put it into a package where I can give people the tools that they don't have to go through a year of struggle that I did, and I just like diversification. I like to kind of have my money work. I'm still young. I want to, you know, grow into different uh, multiple streams, and uh, that's the whole idea behind the, what I have in mind.
0: Makes sense so to me.
2: Where? So if a person wants to
1: be part of live traders, they don't have to live any place, right? They don't have to be near you. This all done online.
2: Exactly. Exactly. You just need good internet, right? You need good internet. You need a computer. Uh, and uh, if you have two monitors, that will help. So that's what most people need. Minimum, I would say two monitors. If you're day trading, if you're doing long-term stuff, then you know one computer, one laptop, or one monitor is fine. You need good internet and uh, you know you need an open mind. You need a willingness to learn. And if you have that, you can do it from anywhere. You know, we have people, as I said, from Spain, from india from uh, south america we have people in russia so like the big community because it's all online we do we do yeah. live events too so like this july for example we're doing one in wall street so we have an office in new york and we're taking seven students who are going to trade with us for four days straight monday to thursday we're all going to be in the same office we're all going to trade together we're going to go down to the new york stock exchange or, you know where public's not allowed, but we're going to go down, we're going to go down to the floor. So it's a whole experience. So we do those do, but bulk of it is online.
1: So what's the
2: advantage of that for
1: someone who's working with you to do it, as you said, live?
2: Right. So most of the people who are doing it live are the ones that have already taken our online courses. They're already, let's say, making, you know, it's 1000 bucks a week, right? Let's say they're making that but now they want to they want to find a way to how to get to the next level right or maybe they're struggling or maybe they let's say are not consistent they're making money they're losing money this is just something that they want to sort out so for them the live events really good but this time around the people who are coming to the live event are already profitable they just want to learn how to make more right and uh making more is i guess a good problem to have so what we do is In four days, if they're sitting right next to me and just trading all day, they're going to develop the good habits, right? They're going to see me take a loss. They're going to see me come back from the loss. They're going to see me make money. They're going to see me how uh, I handle my winners too, because I don't get excited. Oh, I made money. I jump up from my screen. I don't do that, right? So they get to see, I guess, the process. So you don't get excited about wins or upset about losses? No, not at all. I used to, but now not anymore, no.
0: Matthew, I'm ashamed of you, man. You can't tell how laid back and cool and charismatic this young man is <laughs>
1: i'm not I'm not answering that question <laughs> <laughs>
0: he's you could listen yeah, he, I could he listen sounds to cool. him cool, I could right? listen to him and tell that it you know, if he made a shitload of money, he's not gonna jump up and let the whole world know. He might might get a little smirk on his face, but
2: that's <laughs> <about it. laughs> I think now, it's like, because, like it's it's important to like detach yourself from the money and uh 'cause once you do that, I mean it becomes easier. Like the whole first year I was like just jumping around when I made money, just telling everybody, posting it on Twitter, like all that stuff I used to do. And, but it's like then you're reliant on the outcome. Then every little fluctuation you see on your screen, you tend to get excited. It goes up, you're, oh, you're excited now. It goes down, now you're sad. It's like an emotional roller coaster, and you have to really you know, get away from all of that. Well,
1: since you said that, would you say that the market is uh, in general highly emotional?
2: Would you say it like that? I think market's 100% emotional because in the end, you know, market, there's only one, three ways the market goes. Market either goes up, it goes down, or it goes sideways. That's all it can ever do. Now, what dictates that is people's emotions because if some people think it's going to go up, they're going to buy. When they buy, it creates a transaction. That transaction creates an order into the market that pushes the stock up, right? And when people are fearful, you see a lot of times when stocks tank you know, on big news, that's people's emotion, right? They're fearful.
3: Mm-hmm. They start
2: selling and that fear causes the price to go down. And sometimes you just see a stock continuing to go up, up, up and up, right? And that's because they're greedy. Now the greed is pushing the stock up. So the only two emotions, fear and greed and that's what dictates the market direction.
1: Oh, That's interesting. <laughs> so you try to stay em- away from both of those emotions. Huh?
2: That's right. We just like look at the charts we look at you know the technical charts and then we just try and find out which way the market is is is, is it the fear mode is the greed mode if it's in greed mode we wait we actually don't look to buy we let people be greedy we let the stock give us a sign that it's about to top out and then we sell the stock waiting for it to go down when it goes down we buy it back at a lower price right and then when people are fearful the stocks are selling 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 and it's like people are you are running for the hills. They're like, oh, this stock is going to go to zero. And we try and find signs of that when it's about to bottom out, and then we buy it.
0: And, Ma, let me ask you this question. How much does the media play into this?
2: Media is, you know, like I personally recommend everybody not to turn on CNBC at all because all they're going to tell you is to just brainwash you, right? And all, that's all they're ever going to do. They're only going to brainwash you. Because, I mean, how many times have you seen, oh, this stock is a great buy? Like like the guy Jim Cramer, right? He's the worst absolute person ever because uh, if you track Uh all his trades, you can track his calls, right? There are websites where you can see all the calls that Jim Cramer has made on TV and how they performed. You're going to lose – you're going to blow your account if you fall. listen to Jim Cramer because (laughs) so many companies, he said, oh, buy, 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 and, you know, they've gone bankrupt you know, Damn. and then, and once they go bankrupt, you're never going to hear about it from him. No. Wow. Hmm. So it's, See it's man. selective media. All the winners, they're going to repeat it on every little episode. We call this, we call that, but every loser, you'll never hear about it ever again. So it's selectively, they try and put an agenda out. And
1: uh, so you're not a getting a fair,
2: a fair and clear. Pres- uh, in you're, a you are definitely source not. of information. You're definitely not.
0: 100%. And that's important. That that point right there, I think, is most uh, important for our listeners to to understand that. Because so many people are posted in front of the TV, looking at NBC or CNN, and they think that's the gospel, and um, they run their lives accordingly. And then, like you said, when they end up losing all their money, then it's just an, oh well.
2: Exactly, and uh, I mean the the thing is, if 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 it was that easy. If you can make money just listening to somebody on TV, I mean, wouldn't everybody be doing it? Like, wouldn't Jim Cramer already be a billionaire, you know? So you got to think about that. If he knew everything what's going to happen, he would already be on a billionaire, but he's not. He's still a millionaire, <laughs> which is good, but most of it comes from competition from CNBC. So you've got to really look at what people's agenda, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And that might be his job. That might be exactly. His job. <laughs> you know? It is. That is his yeah. job.
2: That is his job. Absolutely. His job is to keep it entertaining, you know, keep it fun, and uh, have more viewers come on and watch it. So the more stuff he talks about, more people are going to talk about it, share the video. But uh, in the end, you got to realize he's an anchor. He's not a trader.
1: Well, that's a, that's a, that's an astute observation. Do you have any comments about anybody else who's on? T V about like that or is he the major one?
2: I mean he, he's so we we'll get one. you thoroughly in trouble here while you're on our radio. <laughs> I mean I'm I'm perfectly fine. I, I write about all these guys like a lot of times because I'd rather people not trade at all than listen to those guys. Right? And that's my personal opinion. You you're better better off not being involved with the market at all than listening to those guys. Because, I mean, they just have no accountability. They could say anything. They don't Mm -hmm. have anything to lose, right? They could just say, oh, buy this. But they're not accountable. They don't have to, you know, pay the losses. So there's no accountability. And uh, that's why I say just turn off the TV and uh, don't watch it at all.
1: Good advice, I think. Good advice. Yeah,
0: Excellent advice. I still want to so, know how not, come, I still want to know why the gas is so high.
2: <laughs> gas, I mean, it's really not that high. I mean, if you really look at it, if you compare it to let's say 1920s, and you account for let's say inflation and you know all that stuff, it's actually not that expensive. You know, and it's more expensive in other countries. So, like if you go to the UK, if we go to India. The gas is way higher than what it is in the U.S. The U.S. probably has the cheapest gas in the whole wide world. So I think those facts need to be realized. You know, people need to be feel good about the economy. And I think a lot of people are really, I guess, you know, looking at the negative side. But if you really compare, U.S. has the cheapest gas in the whole wide world, you know. So you're so much better off than other countries where they have to pay 50% or 100% like duty on the oil. So they're twice as much as the U.S.
0: is. Well, I guess you got a point, comparatively speaking, but I didn't con- consider, the, you know, the international um, uh, portion of it. I just know in my lifetime in the United States, you know, I remember like 69 cents and 65 cents a gallon.
2: Right, like right. That. No, that, that is 100% too, but uh, keep in mind, let's well, say inflation. he's really
1: old, I'm old. He's really old.
3: <laughs> but I mean, take
2: a look at it, like inflation, right? If every year the value of the U.S. dollar, let's say, is going down by, you know, 3% or 5%, if you really take all those percentages, add it up, and compare it to, let's say, the 60-cent price, you get the value that you have today. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's all kind of relative because in the end, you know, let's say now people make $10, $12 an hour. I'm pretty sure back in the day they made $6 an hour, right? So you're making more and you're getting charged more. It's, I guess it's yeah. the same thing. It's true. Yeah.
1: Well, I I wanted to ask you a quick question about gold. Do you you trade
2: in gold at all? I I do. I do a lot of gold and silver. Right now, I have no position in gold. Uh, I did have a position in silver, which I sold on Friday. So now, right now, I'm not even on silver anymore. Uh, Silver had a really nice run. And personally, if you ask me, if you're looking to get get into gold, it's better to get into silver. Silver is way way better. Now. I think silver, I mean, silver is already outperforming gold this year, and I think the tides have now changed, and now silver is going to be outperforming gold for the next three years because silver has more uses than gold does, right? And, (laughs) you know, silver is used in a lot of different industries. It's used to build a lot of things, whereas gold, I mean, really is not used that much except for jewelry or, you know, stuff like that. There's really no value in gold. And uh, that's what I talked about three months ago when silver, you know, was, you know, whatever price it was. And now it's up 20% or 10% from its price. And uh, so that's why I chose to go out, just, you know, take my little gain. I I don't look to, you know, bottom or catch the top and everything. I just look to take the meat out of the move. And uh, I took that meat, you know, made uh, some money. I sold silver. And now next time it drops again, I'm going to look to buy it back. So my analysis is stay away from uh, gold. Uh, look at silver, but don't buy silver right now. Wait for next, I guess, decline. And every, next time it drops, next time you see it on CNBC, where they say, oh, silver dropped to X, Y, Z, that's the time to buy. Uh, okay. So do you, do you buy any other precious metals? No, I, I, I don't. I mean, I only trade gold the and silver.
0: silver. Yeah, okay. silver
2: and gold, and, but recently only silver.
0: So is well,
2: the price is is gold of gold going
0: your... down? Sorry? No, I was asking, is the price of gold going down? Has it dropped?
2: Uh, no, gold's been going up for, I guess, the last month or two. And uh, my analysis is probably going to continue to go up. However, you know, if you're looking to buy, you're probably going to get a better chance in a couple of weeks or so. So don't buy it now. And then uh, the next time it, you know, declines you know, or pulls back, that would be the time to buy it, but right now it's it's looking strong. But uh, you know, I just want to stay away from gold at this point and focus more on silver because uh, that happens every few years. Some years gold is the strongest one. Some years silver is the strongest one. And my personal opinion is, you know, I guess 2017, 2016 is silver it's time to take over.
1: Well, well part it's part of your too- philosophy. I'm sorry, is it part of your philosophy to stay focused on a limited amount of um, types of trades or types of markets
2: um you know like in terms of uh stocks stocks I have a lot of stocks that I trade in and out of every day, but as far as commodities, I only stick to gold and silver and then mm-hmm. my overall thesis is just to pick a direction for that instrument so let's say this year, 2016, Jan, I sat down in my computer. I said, All right, you know, gold or silver, which one's going to be this year? So I decided, you know, it's time for the silver for this year. So that's why I stuck to that. And silver has been outperforming gold this year all the way throughout. And yeah. um, last year, I was actually short silver. Sorry, short gold. So I sold gold uh, using an ETF called GLD. So GLD is basically just like a stock. If the price of gold goes up, the GLD stock goes up, right? The price of gold goes down, the GLD stock goes down. So instead of buying actual gold, I trade the stock, which is betting on the price of gold, right? So that time I sold that, expecting the price to go down, and gold just dropped all the way to 2014, 2015. So I got out of the short, basically got out of that one, and flipped it into getting long silver, So I, It could be a little bit complex, I know. <laughs> it could be a little bit confusing in a way. I get it.
1: Well, it, it should be. Hopefully, if it wasn't complex, everybody could do it, right? That is true. That is 100% true.
2: That's
0: why they need to come to you to get your, your knowledge and your expertise. But... Um... Anmol Mac, we're down the last couple of minutes of the show, so let's get Anmol's information, uh, give him a chance to put yes. it out there for our listeners and all that good stuff, how they can reach him. And...
2: Sure. Um, the best way for people to reach me would be just to head over to the website, com or net, and uh, you can type it into Google as well. You'll go straight to the website. Apart from that, um, on social media, you can find me at Delta ninety and it's all spelled out. Delta ninety. Anywhere on social media you type that out um you'll be taken to my uh profiles and uh look forward to working with some of some of you guys and uh that's it. Thanks well, for having...
1: Thank you. Thanks for being with us. It was great information,
2: very interesting and I'm sure a lot
1: of people found it uh they're going to be running out there right now just loading up on silver
0: right at this moment. Right.
2: <laughs> definitely don't do that right now. <laughs> Wait for the <it> next refine. <laughs>
3: <time. laughs> hey, quickly, right. Mar,
0: would you, Well, yeah, definitely, definitely. We're going to be getting in contact with you soon. So, you know, I'm going to check how many dollars and pennies I got so I can start my little investing and stuff.
2: But, sure, never too late.
0: You know, so. I don't know. Matthew's trying to hit me up, so I'm gonna have to hit you up. And then uh, (laughs)
1: that's right. (laughs) Gotta help him make some money. He's got to decide if I'm a friend or if I'm a person he can lend money to. He hasn't decided that yet. He doesn't (laughs) lend money to friends, so I got to decide if I want him as a friend or as a benefactor.
0: (laughs) Well, which one gets you to the richest the quickest?
1: The richest, the quickest, I'll take you as a friend.
0: All right. Uh, I, I'll go for that one, too. And again, <laughs> and Paul, it, it's definitely been a pleasure, and we're going to be contacting yes, you soon. And, uh, and we're sure our listeners are going to benefit from your wealth of knowledge. And uh, hopefully they'll tell you that you heard this show. And again, it's going to be available on all the iTunes podcasts, and it'll be available worldwide and that includes international too for some of you people that's outside of the United States. Mm-hmm. If you join us late, you can hear the beginning of the show and uh, if you're intending to uh, invest your life savings and you don't know what you're doing, you might want to listen to this. And thank you for joining us every Sunday, two thirty, uh right here, Doctor Matt and yours truly We'll be here and we'll see you next week, same time.
1: Okay.